All right. Hey, hey, this is Brian Winter with Forever 11. Um, we are just about to start up our uh, Twitter space here on the art of good storytelling. And I am just waiting for uh, the rest of my crew to show up. Um, all right. Looks like my production manager just came on and now I'm just waiting for my my good buddy, David. Of course, I could, if you've listened to our Twitter spaces before, you know that I would have no problem monologuing and carrying on forever. But um, because I would get bored with that, and thus undoubtedly you would get bored with that, um, I'd like to bring David on. All right. There he is. Wow. You know, I was just uh, getting ready to threaten our audience here with a really good time um, by me just monologuing by myself. But um, <laughs> I, I knew it would be a lot more fun with you. So I was well, stalling I, I, until you showed I up. That. Hopefully I can live up to the, uh, to the standard there. Oh, the bar's not that high, David. Trust me. So. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, how's, uh, how's, your, right. um, how's your Thursday going today? Oh, it's uh, it's going it's going great, man. Beautiful sunny day, and we get to talk about art and NFTs and storytelling. And so, yeah, I mean, like it's all good. How about you? Likewise, man. I like it. I always look forward to to our time together here and uh, making sure that you know we we take this opportunity to drop those gems for everybody. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy when we started down this path of this little uh, like six part series that we've called the art of good storytelling. Um, man, it's like, it's moving so fast. I'm like, as soon as we're done covering today's like subtopic under here, like we're halfway through it. Like you were, we're halfway there to telling people how to tell an amazing story. And that's just like really exciting, you know? But um, yeah, well, today in particular, so we started with an overview and then uh, actually I'm, I'm going backwards now. We, we The first session, we started with an overview and we kind of told everyone, hey, man, there's like five kind of elements to really good storytelling. And that was plot, setting, characters, a point of view and conflict. And then. Our second uh, episode, which we did earlier this week, was on plot, and that was fascinating because we got to kind of break down uh, an artist uh, profile video from my good friend uh, Colin McConnell and how organically in like two minutes he was just able to have this video that he shot himself that is just like this perfect example of how to tell a story and get all of the really good juicy elements of to a good plot. And I really enjoyed that. And then now today we're talking about that, the next element, which is setting and setting breaks down to like really just two. there's really just two basic things. Um, it's, location and time and at first i was like um okay you know and i'm putting this in the context of you know let's say i'm an artist and i'm giving like my you know origin story of you know how i got started into art and if you look at this the wrong way um 
you could be missing a huge opportunity because if you just come in and say, uh, like, like one of the questions I'll ask some of our artists, if we're doing, um, like an interview or something, I'll say, so how did you first get started in art or when did you, when, when were you first bit by this, you know, art bug that you're like, Whoa, Hey, this is really cool. Um, you know, I just discovered this new thing and it, it, it shocks me when people give me an answer, I mean, which is true, but when people give me an answer like, oh, yeah, it was like uh, sixth grade and I was in middle school, which, <laughs> which is, is true. But I think, man, you know, what a missed opportunity because you could just take that so much deeper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking uh, in, in, in correlation to say like movies or whatnot some of the most profound examples of setting and timeline for me, in terms of complexity and depth, you're looking at like inception, interstellar, uh, Godfather trilogy, where, you know, the setting and the timeline are super, super, super relative to the context of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting that, um, your mind that's actually really cool jumped to like like the time aspect for me when I, I i was actually more drawn to the location aspect and my mind went to like a like a like a harry potter and like hogwarts you know and and the whole building this this whole physical universe of a of a castle and all these magical things that could happen you know or like another, of course, we're, we're covering all that fantasy and uh, uh, sci-fi here. But like, you know, for me, another world would be like Star Wars or something with all of these, you know, unbelievable like ships and planets. And, you know, um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. I went location and you were drawn yeah, to, to time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I I spent a little bit of time actually uh, kind of going a little bit deeper on this, uh, myself. Cause I thought, okay, you know, if I'm an artist and I'm listening to, uh, you know, Brian and David, uh, pontificate about, uh, time and location, um, you know, a natural question for our artists is going to be like, well, how, how can I write more about that? How, how do I take like, seventh grade or you know i think in my i'm sorry my example is sixth grade middle school and how how do i draw that out you know and make it something a little bit more um i guess interesting you know and when i was doing that i kind of ended up breaking down physical location and just started thinking actually what came to my mind was like our five senses right you know would it so if this sixth grade middle school example take us to your middle school what did it look like what did it smell like what were the sounds how did you feel you know or, or, or not just how you felt but like like what did that environment you know feel like and then man once i added that like thought provoking um aspect I, I i actually transported myself back to like sixth grade middle school and thinking like oh my gosh yeah i remember being in a crowded hallway and it was grades six through eight and as a sixth grader 
course, I was on the <clears throat> shorter, smaller end of that. So most of the students in the hallways were towering over me. And it was my first time being in an environment where, you know, in fifth grade, <clears throat> my elementary school, we had like one classroom and I had like this one teacher and she taught us everything, science, math. What, but no, now I'm in like, I have like six different classrooms and six different teachers and I have to navigate this building and, you know, not get stepped on by these, you know, other giant, you know, preteens around me. And <clears throat> then I imagined, you know, what that would be like stepping into a room, like a classroom, maybe where there's an art teacher. And if that was my experience where I found this new passion that just got me really excited in, in that context, all of a sudden this physical location of, of, of an art room actually literally becomes like this, this haven, this safe place from the, the, the chaos and madness that was likely ensuing in the hallway outside, you know, and, you know, so that was where my imagination went and how you could describe that, that physical location far beyond just middle school. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all with, you know, with storytelling to be able to leverage senses and take someone and put them in your shoes or the shoes rather that, that you'd like to, um, have them get a, 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 a perspective on, you know, I was just reading right now uh, regarding Tolstoy's style and how he took, you know, uh, his, his writings and obviously having written some of the most uh, famous and, and, and yeah. revered novels of all time. And it's stating that to depict all in motion, his style was to depict all in motion, the inner world of people and the life surrounding them is the basic creative method of Tolstoy. He also sought, to reveal the reality underneath by removing the veneer of custom. I mean, mm -hmm. that's storytelling 101, but to the highest, the highest degree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that's good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that too. Um, basically at the, at the root of it here, I think what we're getting at is, especially because it it it, it kind of goes without saying that like you have to establish for your your viewer reader you know whatever your audience you, you kind of have to establish that setting in the beginning right and so um the best way to do that and really what we're ultimately trying to do here is is we're we're trying to engage emotions right and we're trying to get our audience to be able to engage with like we haven't even gotten to the meaty part yet we haven't even gotten to you know the, the the climax of our story but we want our audience to be able to like feel like they're there like we know what it felt like to be in that middle school and in, in, like in my example but we want to paint that picture for our audience so they can feel that same way and how we do that is by really tying in emotions and you know you, you, you using key adjectives to convey you know this was the emotion that i was feeling so like with my example of that crowded hallway i yes i could describe what it was like but also it's helpful for me to describe to my audience how i was processing that 
And so then I could even go deeper and go into like using terms like I was really uh, intimidated. I had a lot of anxiety because I feared I was going to be late. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I had all these new teachers and I didn't know what they were going to think of me. And then meanwhile, all of this is going on and I'm, I'm trying to make new friends because there's all these new people, even within my own grade that came from different schools. And, you know, so I felt distracted at the same time because, you know, I feel horribly lost, but I'm trying to maintain this image. Like I'm really cool and I got it together and I'm looking around at everyone else and they look cool and they look like they've all got it together. But it wasn't until I was 30 that I realized, you know, wait, I don't think anybody else knew what was going on either, you know, like, but, um, so yeah, just a, a way to go really deep with that and, and really, nope. Have, nope. uh, draw it out for your audiences to share your emotions and invoke the similar emotions in your audience. And that's the substance that we're looking to, to encourage artists to bring in, uh, in junction with whatever their creative may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's switch over just to time for a hot second here, because this was one, I gotta be honest, like when I was kind of brainstorming this myself, like I kind of struggled with because I was kind of like, all right, well, all right, fine. I can say like sixth grade, like that was like the time frame, you know, for me. Um, but what is that? what does that mean? Like, how do I, how do I draw that out? And so I just was spending some time with it. And then I realized, well, wait a second, you know, sixth grade, um, in the eighties, you know, the, the typical sixth grade experience may have been very different than a sixth grade experience in the nineties or after, you know, the new millennium kind of thing. So, when you're talking about time, um, it really then jumped out to me that it's really important to describe what is going on like during this time. So, you know, what was the economic situation? What were, you know, were there social movements, you know, going on? Um, it just, you know, are there, are, there, are, there, are there political things? Did you have a personal, you know, situation going on? Um, I mean, I remember, and not that it would pertain necessarily to like my story as an artist, but when I do think back to middle school, um, I, you know, Reagan was president and I remember hearing things on the news, like about this Star Wars program and we might have satellites that could shoot down nuclear missiles that were launched from Russia. And it's kind of funny, but like, I, I remember actually thinking like, do, do, do I really, do I need to be worried about like nuclear missiles, you know? And yeah, I mean, I guess you could always say to like, to a degree, there's always a risk or whatever, but it wasn't it, the, the way it was like front page news was significant then. Whereas now we don't see front page news about, you know, like Russia's gonna, you know, fire nuclear missiles at us any day now, or, you know, not, not nearly as much as we did back then. So just, that's just an example of, you know, there may be aspects of what's going on in the world that again, this all comes back to emotions that are shaping what you were feeling and what your emotions were 
at that time. And you want to bring your your audience there as well, especially as an artist, because whatever is impacting those emotions, that's likely what is going to show up in your art at that time anyways. That's true. I mean, it, it would be a byproduct of you just existing in society, you know, and obviously one can make the claim that that type of rabbit hole of, of media agenda or whatnot is transferable in the sense of, well, as long as we have good intentions, why, why don't artists always try to create their own rabbit holes where they offer mm-hmm. unique experiences for those that decide to, you know, follow and, and, and collect and hold on to their art pieces. Let's encourage artists to, to, to one curate and create these magnificent rabbit holes that encapsulate what it is that they're able to bring to the art community. And then, and then encourage people to go down and, 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 uh, and, and see the experience of doing so as part of the overall product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that might just be what we got for setting. Um, I mean, we've, you know, on, on one hand, it's, it's, it's not too complex in terms of it breaks down to location and time. And we've kind of covered some different ways that you can, draw that out but i think the key takeaway for both of them is it both comes back to the emotions and you know being able to articulate your emotions and thus your your readers the better you can articulate your emotions in that time that's where your readers are going to be able to identify with you and it might not be exactly the same way but it's natural for then your audience to think about maybe similar situations like, Oh, I, I know what that feels like. It was a little different for me, but I definitely know what that feels like. And, and that that's ultimately what we're aiming for. I think is is right there. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely agree. Yeah. That is a good, that is a good spot to, to call it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's setting. Um, Next, our episode four, keep your eyes out. We're going to be talking about characters. Um, This is going to be a fun one because we're going to be talking about protagonists and antagonists. And that's basically um, not this isn't too much of a spoiler, but we're going to be talking about the good guys and the bad guys and how really being you. bad guy is really going to ma- help um, boost the interest level in your story. So, so keep your eyes out for uh, part four coming up. That'll be, That'll be a fun one. I look forward to that. Awesome. One. All right, guys. Till next time. See you. Take care, Take care everyone. Yeah.